So good morning, Eastside family. We want to let our children, ages two years old through second grade, make their way in that direction to junior worship. And if you're here for the first time and you have children in that age range, just and you would like for them to participate in junior worship, you just kind of follow the parents who are going in that direction, and there'll be some, some wonderful folks there who will take care of you. The rest of you that are staying in here, take your Bibles. We're going to be looking in two different places. We're going to be in Acts chapter 2 this morning, and then we're going to make our way to Acts chapter 4. As you're turning there, I certainly want to remind you of a very important aspect of our worship assembly, and that is the offering that we bring to the Father Every Sunday, it's an important part of worship. We make it possible for you to give your offering to God in four different ways. You can mail a check to the church address. You can give an automatic draft through your bank. You can go online to our website. Click on the little button that says serve. I mean, excuse me, that says give and just follow the easy instructions. Or if you're here in the auditorium, there's a box right there on your way out that you can worship God with your offering. And if you're not here in person, but you're here where there's live streaming, it just means the world to us that you took time to be with us in that way. So, you've been hearing me start the same thing again and again and again and again, and I'm just going to say the same words that I've said the past few Sundays. On the first Sunday of this year in January, our shepherds gave me a Sunday off, and they led the worship assembly because they wanted to share with us a vision for the year, a vision, 2024, and it falls under the larger umbrella of the mission that Jesus has given to us, which is to make disciples of all nations. That's what we're to be about, and the vision is this is how we seek to accomplish it. And so as you see on the screen there, there was a card that they handed out. There's actually cards still available on the table as as you exit today. And the card identifies, this is the choice that they decided upon for this year. It's a simple theme. It's the theme of grow and in three different directions. Grow inward. We want everyone here to really have a vision and be a part of growing inward uh, in, in our relationships with one another within the body of Christ, upward in our relationship with God, and outward in our outreach and our relationship of helping others come to know the saving message of the gospel. And so that's great. It's great to have a vision and a plan. This is what we're going to do. But it can be incredibly deflating to an organization, to a church, or even as an individual to say, this is my plan, this is my goal for 2024, this is what we as a people, we as a church are going to do, and we we set that plan, and maybe we get started, and then we just kind of dies out, or maybe nothing really ever happens, and then it becomes easily and quickly forgotten. That happens a lot with New Year's goals and resolutions. And so today... What I'm going to share with you is not only serving as a reminder of the vision that our elders gave to us through a lot of prayer as they were seeking how to guide this church, but I'm going to share with you three practical things that you can do, that we can do, that we can put into practice to carry out this vision for this year. So if today you... You leave without tingly goosebumps as you normally do after every lesson. Don't be surprised because the impact of what today's lesson is going to be is not going to be an impact you receive from the hearing. 
but it's going to be found in the doing of what I'm going to share with you. You know, the Bible says we're called to be not just hearers of God's Word, but it comes alive when we come alive and when we live it out. And so, starting with that over the past three Sundays up to this point as a part of our vision to, to grow outwardly and outreach to others, we've spent two, three weeks in Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2 to, to inspire us, to renew us and to equip us in our, in our, our vision to grow outwardly and, and, and remembering the importance of first importance, the gospel, and, our, and, and being equipped to share that with others. And last week as we looked at this gospel story in Acts chapter 2, we saw an incredible, it was just like an amazing move of God of the church in the first century going out, growing outward. As the gospel was shared, it was outward growth. There were about 3,000 people that obeyed the gospel on that day. But after this amazing experience of the growth of the church in the first century, it doesn't then say, and then all these people went on their way separately. No, we see here this incredible story continues that this outward growth naturally led to them drawing close together, there was inward growth. And in this passage, we see a picture of what it means for us as a body of Christ to grow inwardly, and we see how that is achieved. We have actually what I'm calling today an example of family care. So let's take a look at it. Look, I don't want you just to hear this. I want you to take your Bibles, if you can, open them to Acts chapter 2. And then we're going to jump to chapter 4 in a minute with John. Alexander is going to read for us this morning Acts chapter 2. And he is going to begin in verse 42. They devoted them. Closer. You, you move closer. Oh. Don't want you all to miss his voice. <clears throat> They devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with, with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All, all believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily of those who are being saved. So this is a, this is a beautiful, this is a, a wonderful, this is a, I'm tempted to even say, and I think I can because it's coming from Scripture, a perfect example. And when we talk about what does it mean for the church to grow inwardly, what, what, what does such growth look like, and how is that achieved? You see it described right here as these new Christians who are baptized into Christ began to grow closer in their relationships with one another. And what's really interesting about the passage Alexander just read, at the very end of that passage, it says, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The church was growing as a result of their inward growth of becoming this incredible fellowship. It was magnetic. There was something that others were seeing that say, I want to be a part of that. The church was growing outwardly because it was growing inwardly. 
Now, I have shared this passage, I don't know how many times here with you all, usually in August and September when we're kicking off life groups, this is the, like, the Pledge of Allegiance, this is the go-to passage. There is not a better place to describe and talk about what life group ministry is than here in Acts chapter 2, and I'm telling you, if you want to grow in the body of Christ inwardly, as is a vision our elders have given us for this year, there is no better way There's a lot of good ways, but I'm a big believer in small groups and life groups. The best way for you to develop close relationships in the body of Christ is through a life group. And if you're not in a life group, boy, we'd love for everyone to be in a group. Be sure and and talk to me or those of us who who lead in that ministry. Now, here in Acts chapter 2, what Alexander just read, there's a, I, I could preach a whole as you know my style, I could go on six months in this passage. There's a lot that is here. There's a lot of characteristics of what the early church looked like and what their growth looked like. I'm just going to share with you three things from this passage. Three practical, I'm going to give you homework basically. This is about doing, not so much about hearing. Three things you can do, three things we can do to live out this passage. I want you and your life groups to take this passage and dig deeper because there is a lot that is here. So first of all, I want you to notice in this passage, you cannot miss it, that whatever church looked like, whatever their inward growth was, it was more than just coming to church on Sundays. It was like they're together all the time. And what was really fascinating about being in, when they were being together is that they were always eating together. What's up with that? Do you know one of the greatest ways for you to get to know someone is at the table, through table fellowship and share in a meal together. And so to help us in our 2024 vision this year of growing inwardly in our relationship with one another, we are organizing four all church events for all of us to be a part of and every single one of them are about us coming together and eating together and so Amy mentioned it so I'm just going to reinforce it and put it under the umbrella of our of our vision for this year our first event that I want you to consider being a part of is going to be next Sunday it's going to be on March 3rd we're going to have an aerial church-wide potluck it's going to be at 5 p.m. it's going to be here at the building and then it's going to be followed by a concert put on by the singing youth of Denver so I want you to pay attention to the caramel that has come out or that are coming out because it says those in these particular alphabetical categories bring this and bring that and bring this bring everybody two dishes or even more because we have 50 guests that we're going to be feeding but I want to encourage you to come not just because this is going to be an event that we're doing but to come to grow inwardly there are some of you here who come on Sundays and you leave but you really don't know anybody you're really not connecting in relationships or some of you have surface level relationships what a great opportunity to sit across the table from someone and fellowship with them so when you come this next Sunday really want to encourage you when it's time to eat don't we, we kind of have this have this habit of of uh, just naturally going and sit with people that we already know don't do that this Sunday find somebody that you don't know somebody that's different than you perhaps sit down with them and get to know them and I want to encourage our life groups to really be thinking about this instead of meeting next week in your normal way let next Sunday at 5 p.m. let this event be your gathering. That's what my group is doing. So that's the first homework assignment, taking this passage off of the pages of the book and living it out 
Let's be here next Sunday, 5 p.m., and gather for growing inwardly at the table. Then secondly, there's another aspect of our vision of 2024 that our elders gave to us, and that's in growing upwardly or upward in our relationship with God. And there's many ways to do that that we're going to talk about this year, but a, a primary way is to listen to God is to let God speak to you. And the primary way that God does it, He does it in many ways, is through Scripture. In order for us to grow upward, we really want to encourage every one of our members to read their Bibles every day. As a matter of fact, in the passage that Alexander just read, that's a model of the early church. This is a church that was growing. What were they doing? It says they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. And the apostles' teaching there clearly means the Word of God. These are a people who were devoted to God's Word. And so that's why the first thing I say when I come up here, take your Bibles and turn to, because we want to be a people devoted to the Word of God. That's why when you go to your life groups, the guides that we fix for, prepare for you, they are central. The first thing we ask you to do is go to Scripture and let God's Word be your guide. But it's also important that that be something that you do on your own as an individual at home for your inward, for your upward growth in your relationship with God. But some of you are probably thinking... I tried to read my Bible before, I've struggled with it, I just don't know how to start, I just don't know what to do, and so we want to share with you a few, a few ways or opportunities or things that you can do to start reading your Bible every day. First of all, beginning tomorrow on Monday, my, one of my jobs is going to be to send out a care mail. That means an email to all of you all. And it's going to have scriptures on it. Every Monday, you're to be getting scriptures and care mail. This is going to be, these are the passages that we're going to look at on the following Sunday. So that's an opportunity for you not only to prepare for the Sunday sermon, but also here's a scripture that you can be reading. As a matter of fact, as Ted shared with you, we're going to have a big Sunday where we bring in two new elders for our, for our, our, our Eastside family. And so next Sunday, my, my purpose is going to be share with you what does the Bible have to say with that. But I don't have time to cover all of that the Bible has to say about that. I'm going to give you probably five passages I want you to look at in Caramel tomorrow and consider reading those. That's one way you can be a daily Bible reader. But I also want to share with you something that my wife Karen does that is very instrumental in helping people to be a daily Bible reader. There's three things that she does. This is huge to Karen. One of the things that she's a part of is she has a program that it's connected with Facebook and it's a Facebook page, uh, excuse me, it's a Facebook group or page. I don't know the right language for it. You join this group and you will get every week or I think or every month. That's why you need to talk to Karen about this. She's going to give you a daily Bible reading guide. It's going to be here's what you read for every day of the month. And on this page, on this Facebook page, those that are part of this group are writing down and sharing thoughts and things that they are, are learning together. It's a tremendous opportunity. That's, that's one option. Another option that Karen would share with you is on Tuesday nights at our house we have a Bible study. She leads a Bible study with a group that comes there and they're going through the book of Mark and so she has selected a book that is a, a daily devotional guide through the gospel of Luke. It's something like Lectio Divina. You might know that term. It's just basically walking you through a daily Bible study through the gospel of Luke. Now listen, the Tuesday night Bible study, we have a small house. The living room is already full, so there's not room for more people to be a part of the group. But there is an opportunity for you to purchase that book and let the gospel of Mark just nourish you in your daily Bible studies. 
And then thirdly, Karen has another option that she often, she shares stuff like this with people all the time. Karen loves me as a husband, I'm sure of that. But there's another guy that she loves as an author, and his name is Paul David Tripp. And he puts out daily Bible reading guides. He's a really tremendous author. He puts out daily Bible reading guides. Her favorite, and you see all this on the screen, is called New Morning Mercies. You say, man, I just don't know what scriptures to read. I don't know. Buy the book New Morning Mercies, and this will give you a start. This will be something certainly Karen would recommend. I said a whole lot, and I said it really quickly. This slide is getting ready to be gone from the, from the screen. Talk to Karen. You say, Karen, could you direct me to one of those sources? She would be absolutely delighted to do so. Also, be paying attention to the Monday Care Mails. Well, I'll be sending out scriptures that you can read. The objective here is that we be a church that's devoted to God's Word, that we be a church that's growing upward in our relationship with God. That's what we see here in the model of the early church as Alexander read for us. So I now want to spend the remainder of our time on, on another aspect of the vision that our elders shared with us, and that's what's called inward growth. In the passage Alexander read, I kept tapping him on the shoulder when I mentioned him, in verses 44 through 45, he read these words, and all who believed were together, and they had all, listen to this, they had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. This is another incredibly important aspect of what was happening in this church that was causing it to grow, and we call this family care. These people took care of one another. There was no one left to fend for themselves. The church took care of its own because when they connected with Christ, it brought them together as a family. So now as John is going to read for us, I want you to notice this is a couple of chapters further. It's in chapter 4 and verses 32 through 37. Notice how this family care is described in greater detail. Just move closer if you need to. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power of the apostles were giving their testimony to the, in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses, sold them and bought the needs of what was sold, and gave what the needs was sold, and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a native of of Cyprus sold a field that belonged to him and, and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So here's a beautiful picture of what the church looks like and of inward growth. There was this incredible unity that was established and one of the things that was a contributing factor was their family care. 
sacrificially and generously. We have giving to one another, taking care of one another. We got examples, as John read, of, of members that were selling property, selling possessions to help others so that no one was in need. There's no doubt we need to be a part of, of supporting and caring for the needs of people outside of our church family and in our community and in the world. And Eastside does an incredible job of that. But if we're caring for others outside of our family but neglecting the needs of our own, then what does that say about us? It is important that we be a church that takes care and watches over the needs of the people in our church family as we see here in Acts chapter 2 and chapter 4. So I've got a practical aspect. I want to share that with you, but I want to um, let these guys go back and sit down. But I want you to join me in thanking them for how great a job they did this morning in reading. I actually, after last week and John reading, I thought, I'm never doing that again. Because there was all this stuff on Facebook. He's so cute. He looks so good. He did a great job reading. And I'm sitting there going, I was up there. I'm not even sure if anybody recognized me. You, this, did, great. you did great. See, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, we got a bright future with the church with young people like this. Thank you guys so much. So how do we take that story that John read and that story that Alexander read, how do, how do we put that into practice? Let me share with you another homework assignment. First of all, I gave you a daily Bible reading opportunity. Second of all, I gave you how we can come together next Sunday. Now here's a third assignment that I'm giving you for our inward growth that we're looking at this morning. In two Sundays, we're going to be having a special contribution that is going to be above and beyond our regular offerings and our tithes. And it's going to be going towards what we call our family care ministry. Now let me tell you a little bit about our family care ministry. It's basically focused on helping people within our church family. We have outreach opportunities where we care for our community, but we also have a family care ministry that is exclusively focused on members of our church. Since I have been here, y'all have been amazing in taking care of one another. I have seen this family care ministry take care of people with their mortgage and their rent, with car repairs, with utility bills, with need for food, for medical bills, providing special medical equipment, emergency out-of-town trips, helping with those with funeral expenses. I've seen situations where there's couples that needed to go for marriage counseling. They didn't have the money, and our family care stepped up and took care of them. You guys have done an incredible job over the years of caring for your own. But this year, as the Governance Council, the Finance Committee, and the elders were praying to God for wisdom, and we were looking for, you always got to be creative with budgets, and we were looking for creative ways to responsibly put together our budget for 2024. And as we were struggling to figure out, okay, how do we move this money around and how do we meet all the needs of the ministries that are before us with what we have? We decided this year with our family care ministry, we're going to do something different with our budget. We're going to, instead of, of having a budgeted amount that we set aside, we're going to have this year a special contribution that will go into our family care for the remainder 
of the year. And part of that is because whenever a need for our church family is, is, is mentioned, you guys step up just like we see here in this passage in very sacrificial and very generous ways. As a matter of fact, to be honest with you, it's my observation, whenever a need is put out there before the church, your giving always surpasses that need. And so this contribution, this special offering that we're going to be having in two weeks, 100% of the funds are going to go to the people that are part of our church family to help them through difficult times this year. So I want to encourage you to, to, um, to be praying about that and to be thinking about how can I worship God in two weeks in this special um, family care offering that we're going to be having. So remember, we're going to have two offerings on this day and two Sundays from now. They're going to be our regular offerings that we give, and then we're going to have a special way. I, have, I haven't received instructions on how that's going to happen yet, but there's going to be a special family care offering that's going to be taken up. And keep this in mind. Right now, all of us are filling out, or should be, our tax our tax returns for the, for the government, Colorado and the federal government. And a lot of us are going to be getting hefty refunds or somewhat of, of, a lot of us will be getting refunds with our taxes. I would encourage you to consider if you've already received yours or if you're anticipating what that's going to be, consider tithing that into our family care. This family care offering in two Sundays is a practical way of taking this passage off the pages of this book and us putting it into practice. Now, my guess is that some of you have some questions about this, or maybe you have some better ideas, or maybe you have some concerns. Usually when you talk about money, such things like that come up. So I want to encourage you, if you do have some questions, ideas, or concerns, we respect your input, and we would encourage you talk to one of the shepherds or talk to me or someone who's a part of, of the decisions that, uh, that brought us to make this decision for this particular contribution. As a matter of fact, if you want to have more input on a lot of these decisions, we would love for you to consider being a part of the governance council. Now here's a challenge. Here's a challenge with living out Acts chapter 4 and Acts chapter 2 as John and Alexander read. The challenge for us in caring for one another is we can't care for you if we don't know your needs. Evidently, if they were caring for one and no one had a need among them, they all had everything in common. Evidently, it was a very transparent church that was open with the particular needs that they had. We can't care for you if we don't know what your need is. And here, part of the problem is some of us are very private about what's going on in our lives. I think part of the problem is some of us are prideful with our needs. I fall in that category. I'm embarrassed to say, hey, I messed up. I got this problem. Here's this going on in my life. I have this need. I struggle. It's a probably confessed a number of times up here with pride. Maybe I'm embarrassed. Maybe you feel that embarrassment. I feel like I've, I've got to work through this myself. I've got to solve this problem on my own. I don't want to bother others. But if you remember this passage that we've seen today, there is a beautiful picture of God's design for the church to be a family that supports and cares for its own. And this goes beyond material and physical needs as we're going to be focused on in this offering in two weeks. We see a church in the early church of the book of Acts that was caring for the spiritual, the emotional, and the 
relational needs of one another. But there again, we can't know what your spiritual needs are, your relational needs or your emotional needs are if you don't share them with us. At the end of every lesson for the past almost 10 years now, we give an invitation to prayer where we, we ask you to reach out. If you've come this morning with a heavy burden or a need to reach out, this is, this is for prayer. This is, that's family care. That's us caring for one another. But have you ever noticed how many people do that? Many of us. I know this church well enough. I know you all well enough. There are a lot of hurtful struggles that you're going through right now. But when it's time to reach out and say, could you pray with me? Could I talk with you? Too many of us keep it to ourselves. That needs to change. Maybe it's, I'm kind of embarrassed. Or maybe it's, well, what will others think? If I reach out to someone for prayer, then some people are going to think I have problems. Newsflash. We already know you have problems. <laughs> we all do. And we're called not to carry those burdens alone. And so I encourage you, if you have a need, or if you know someone who has a need for support, for encouragement, for a prayer, or for a hug, humbly and boldly reach out during this beautiful time of family care. Our shepherds are here for you in this way as well. We're here for one another. So let, let's stand together and let's care for one another as we offer this song and prayer to God. Father, we thank you for, it's not something we haven't heard before, but for this very important reminder. And God, we ask and pray that by the Holy Spirit, you will convict us and that you will compel us to not just be hearers of what we have heard today, but may we be doers. And may these powerful words that Alexander and John read this morning, may they go out like seed. And may you take that seed and may you cause it to grow as is needed in each one of our individual lives. Father, we come to you, we come to one another, and we offer this song and these prayers to you. In Jesus' name. Hey, I'm Eddie White, the Senior Minister for the Eastside Church of Christ. Sure want to thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I hope today's message was indeed a blessing to you. I'd like to invite you to browse our website at eastsidesprings.com to get more information or to contact us. And as always, we indeed welcome you to join us for our worship service in Colorado Springs as we seek to live out Jesus' mission of making disciples of all nations.